my god. Welcome back to Ebology. Whoa. We still know how to do this. We don't even know how to do this. It doesn't matter. I am your tired and sunburnt Professor Ricky. As am I. Uh, went to a Kentucky Derby party and you my Kentucky- arm is torched or Yo, was. Bro, yeah. Look at look at this. It's <laughs> it's yeah. bad. It's I tre- bad. I pre-treated with aloe vera before bed. I, I am I'm going raw. Like That's I, a absolute mess. I know. It's gonna be a bad time. I feel like the the universe paid me back for my hubris because I even told someone at that lake house, I don't sunburn easily and boom i sunburn like a motherfucker like the fifth time in my life <laughs> i honestly think you deserve it i do I that's do. a crazy thing to say I when know. you're getting torched it was it was it was a crazy thing to say sun i had sunscreen and all but the universe paid me back in in See, i didn't wear a sunscreen i didn't even ex- i didn't expect us to be outside <laughs> so you, didn't, you didn't even have the sun sun uh sunscreen game you didn't even have that no, no, no! I had no like, you no this- inkling whatsoever that we would be in the sun for <laughs> you eight went out plus in the sun hours. raw, a hundred percent. Oh my god, virgin baby boy! <laughs> you're you're a roast lamb essentially. Yeah, oh. and uh, you know you can fix that obviously by just like dressing up for the derby, right? Yeah, like, you can wear a jacket or Come you can on. wear a long sleeve shirt, bow tied up. No, no, I went in just like a normal like golfing polo. <laughs> and so no. my entire arm was torched little bits of my legs are torched and then the back of my neck is just like such an, such a summer a right? red sun <laughs> an actual red star an owie <laughs> a little bit of an owie if you will but i mean that's that's summer baby that's how it's gotta be we're gonna be burned from now until august and we gotta deal with that it does feel like the cross that we bear in the southeast it is yes the sun is even with clouds, it is not a friend. It is always a foe. I hate the sun. I'm you just going to say it. I, I am not a fan of the summers in the South because I'm a baby in the heat. I'm a little mama's boy in the heat. The cold is what I'm built for. Yo, goo goo gaga boy. A little goo goo gaga burn my baby back ass <laughs> on that sun. You just said I don't sunburn easily. I know. <laughs> the universe is repaying me for my hubris. And it should. It should. And if I'm gonna make such a declaration to the universe, it's gonna pay me back in kind. It's not it's it's my fault, not it not the universe's. That's fair. I know, it is fair. It is right and just, if anything else. Of course. Right. But Speaking of being burned, we're talking about an anime today. Hey, that... by the way, I'm Ethan. And oh, I guess I'm Ricky as well. <laughs> we didn't even think about that. Yeah. We're, we're too busy being scorched over here. Being absolute sausages of ourselves. <laughs> I'm medium well right now at this very moment. I'm I well went... done. Turn me over. Yeah, I'm not well done because I'm pink as fuck. Like maybe a medium rare at this point. But we got burned by the anime this week. I was hoping it'd be good. I was wishing it would be something enjoyable. A nice death game anime that we've seen good ones in the past, but this one did not tickle the fancy, so to speak. What we're talking about today. Yeah, I I actually, I think it deserves the review that a lot of people gave Darwin's Game. Yes. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because Darwin's Game got shafted. Even though it was like pretty freaking good. I would call it a solid death game anime. Yeah. But this one ha- was the vibe that should have gotten the reviews that Darwin's Game got. And yeah. I think, frankly, it did. If you look on Mal, it did get those reviews. It's like 6.7 out of 10, which is abysmal for my my anime list, really. 
Like I, I would say that's probably high for yeah, the I would show say, that I watched. I, would, I know my score at the end of all of this is going to be lower than what the what my anime list gave this. And we're talking about the 2021 winter Netflix anime High Rise Invasion. Man, I wanted it to be good. I wanted it to be good so bad. Yeah, I mean, I think like it's kind of like a fun concept, I guess, right? Like you wake up in this weird like microcosm world where it's just a bunch of high rises with uh with uh like basically bridges. You it, know? it felt like a pocket dimension, right? It, it right, really right. did, right? It felt kind of like... But it's like those suspension bridges that yeah. looks like you could like, if you were two people were standing on it, you could jump up and down and freak the other person out. It was like Obito's Kamui pocket dimension, but with buildings instead of random blocks. Like it literally felt isolated, cubed off from the rest of society. But it again, the game that was posed in that pocket dimension was kind of trash. Like oh, it, it was awful. It wasn't good. So I looked at the studio that did this anime, and it's Zero G Studio. And if you look back at some of the stuff they've done, their most notable is Dive, a sports anime. But everything else is a harem or slice of life. Because I looked at all, I think they've only had like 15 outside of this one, and they're all slice of lives. They're all harem comedies. They're all in that space. And yeah, then, I mean, I definitely could tell that they were big into hair. Yeah, no shit, right? And then they decided, fuck it, we're going to take on a death game IP and try our luck at that. And it it didn't land. It didn't land for me. I'm curious who it landed for, because Netflix wanted this one. Netflix right. put this in the jail because they found merit here. Did you feel like this was marketable? From an, from an, if you're Netflix, right? You're in the writer's room, or I guess the marketing, the PR team, and we're like, boyos, we're looking at animes right now. We've been hitting good ones. We got, you know, uh, Powerhouse's uh, uh, Castlevania. We have Food Wars. We have, I don't know, who's the most, uh, uh, Dorara's on Netflix now, right? Like, they're picking up good shows. Why do you think they thought this was good? Like, this did not fly for anybody. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, my guess is what Netflix is trying to do is they're trying to get some of every genre. Because fair, fair. I'm thinking like, okay, it can look like a bad pattern if you think of like Beastars and then this show. But if you thought of like, okay, but they also did Great Pretender in between. Right, they did this right. one called Yasuke recently. Yasuke, also by Mappa. That one looks pretty, pretty it does fat. does look good. It looks pretty fat. It's a, basically a black samurai. It's like the 21st century samurai shampoo but it, it definitely for the 2021 crowd this show just didn't seem to land in the hits they've been grabbing it this definitely was this low point between great pretender and b stars as much as we have been vocal about not liking that show it does land with the majority of the anime crowd and even non-anime well, that, folk right that's what i meant right like yeah. i think if it was just those two shows you'd say okay uh, anime fans are horny little nerds that of just want to see things bang and hear. And, and I think that high rise invasion slots into that plenty, plenty well, just yes. like yeah. Beastars does. I, I think you nailed it because it, it felt to me this entire time. I, like I watched it and I finished it right before we started recording, so it's very fresh. And it felt like a cash grab, right? It felt like 
Netflix's board of directors looking at what they think an anime fan would like out of a show. Ichi, gore, death, all that shit. And like, it, 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 I guess from a, like a, a buzzword perspective, it worked, but it, it's still from anyone who's been in the space long enough, it feels cheap. It feels light. It feels hollow to me. It just had all of the things they thought an anime fan would like. I mean, my honest opinion is what they tried to do is they tried to take Darwin's game, they tried to take Tower of God, and they tried to take like like maybe a third kind of etchy, maybe like high school DXD type thing and slam them together. For me, it was more like a Darwin's game and a Gleipnir mix. Because you could say, yeah, yeah Gleitner does feel like a really left field death game show, but, but I had, really feel like the Tower of God thing needs to be there because they're like very clearly like what makes you say the Tower of God? I, I thought about it for a moment, but I didn't think it was very Tower of God. What about the show made you feel that way? Well, I think they followed sort of similar beats to Tower of God saying like, we don't know what the fuck's going on with this person, right? Fair. Like, you start off and nobody knows anything. But the way they obscure... You're right, because they definitely use... And they have big fucking towers. Yeah, right. That's... Okay, that... I was... Yes, you're right. You're 100% right. But I feel like the way they obscure details was a lot more of a... It was less of a meticulous detail to do. It was less of a meticulous narrative trope to do. And more of like, they didn't know what they were writing. It was more like when you obscure details in a way that you're not 100% clear what's going on, but it doesn't feel earned. Tower of God felt earned. Like, it's a world that's built, but you don't know all the details. This one is like a world that they didn't write all the way through. And they're kind of writing it halfway in. And you kind of felt it with the mask power system. Random mass powers would show up, and you're like, yeah. where the fuck did that come from? That, that's, that's, Deus Ex Machinas were rife here. There were you, literally things would just show up to make things progress. And you're like, this is not, this doesn't feel earned. I didn't get any indication this was a power yeah, prior I, to this. I mean, so when I was watching, I thought up till episode six was potentially the worst anime I've ever seen, like in terms of plot. Really? It was fucking it was ab- down there ab- i don't know if i call abysmal. it near it was a bit plot yeah like, it was pretty bad it felt like they had an idea of what they wanted to do it was just so boring all the characters were unappealing like nothing was good nothing nothing and then they finally me. brought out this idea of like closer to god humans yeah and and so like it felt like okay finally we have something to look forward to something to like worry about right like, yeah, let, let, you know what? Let's give the students some context. But I want to dig into that first because I felt like that was the most whiplashy pivot of a narrative I've seen in a long time. This random, like, God game to get to the perfect God. But what we had at the beginning was very weird. Uh, I, uh, I guess we'll say first spoilers for uh, High Rise Invasion, but, like, you shouldn't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would not... This does not pass the rule of three whatsoever. So you and I actually had a discussion like we're going to have a discussion now. Is this worth a worst of weeb? Because it's damn near close. Like it's literally straddling the line of worst of weeb. I mean, it's pretty atrocious. Right. So we have like literally from the first second you have this girl, Yuri 
Honjo is her yeah, name? Honjo. Honjo. Yuri Honjo. She literally, we don't have a context for it. It feels like an isekai situation. She got popped into this new world and she she never once insinuated how she got there, why she got there. And it, 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 they didn't even do the due diligence of telling me that she was transported until like episode three. And even then it felt ham fisted. But in any case, she shows up in this new world. She's on top of a skyscraper and she's being attacked by these masked men. And her character just happens to go from literal wimpy baby boy girl chick to like this badass in like five minutes. Like she started out like I am well, anyone would. Right. I'm fucking I showed up here and I don't know what to do with myself. I am so scared. I am trembling in my boots. But now, now that I had a call from my brother, who is also trapped in this world, somewhere on one of these high-rise skyscrapers, she just goes from, I'm a snivelly little girl to, I'm a badass MC, and we're off to the races. And it felt just immediately jarring, because what the fuck, right? That's not a normal reaction. I mean, definitely. It was... (laughs) It's not a normal reaction that you would have. She is one of the most frustrating characters I've ever encountered in any anime whatsoever. Yes, and we're taught. We've talked. You in the go past. from she's like dumb as fuck. Yes, and then instantly a genius. Yes, like right afterwards. Immediately, she's weak as fuck, and then becomes like an absolute killing Rambo machine. Yes. So that and none of that felt earned, right? She didn't go through struggles to get stronger. She was strong went through struggles and then got stronger. And then all the characters around her said, Oh my God, she was weak at the beginning, but now she's a strong bitch. Like that, that didn't feel earned at all. It was a plot device. It was literally contrived to make everyone around her feel safe around her. And I hated that because all these other characters, I found potential in them to be engaging, but they just rallied behind. It was like a reverse harem. Like they all haremed around Yuji or, Yuri, sorry, but that's the, that's the case. Like yeah. she she didn't feel she didn't feel like she was written in a way that she was getting shown in strong, right? She was not progressing linearly. She didn't even progress at all. She just suddenly became this badass and to no end was there any explanation as to why. Like uh, that was upsetting to me. Cuz I wanted her to be uh, you know, she's in a death game. Yeah, I think the other issue, right, is not only is the characters written bad, but like all the scenarios they were in, her and Mayuko, who becomes her like basically number one lackey lesbian lover for some unknown reason. That's that's Ichigo's Renji. That's like that's who she became. Or well, except you know, Renji didn't want to bang Ichigo, but that's Mayuko was very clearly into it. There was a lot of Yuri for Yuri, by the way. There's a lot of people thirsting for Yuri and. It was mostly chicks trying to get in, get into that. So, what do but, you? But what I'm, are you do? all I'm saying is the situations lacked like really any real feeling of danger to me. Yeah, and it, it might have been because I was so detached from the characters. Like I wanted them to die. Frankly, that would have you know, especially. So I watched the dub. The voices are fucking atrocious. At least except for sub, one voice. The sub. Oh, who is your one good voice? Aikawa, the the yeah. like other god candidate was Johnny Young Bosch. Yeah, Johnny Young Bosch is in this one too. Fuck, what are you you're, you're keeping the Johnny Young Bosch away from me? You should tell me. 
I didn't know that till today. <laughs> I know that's that's true. Um, but yeah, so I, I, honest to God, like all of these situations early on in like the first six episodes, they it, you could tell that the writers and the directors wanted you to feel that she was in perilous danger, but yeah. it, it never felt that way, right? It never it never felt like she was on the back foot. Despite, I, I mean, I think that's sort of like you know to a much lesser degree, like like the thing that plagues Goku, right? Yep. Like yep. even if he's about to die, you know he's not. He's either going to die and be resurrected immediately, get his Zenkai boost, and be like a bajillion times stronger for sure, or somebody's going to come in and save him. Like, but that's the thing with Goku, right? Is that you? The way that Toriyama wrote that. It made the back foot engaging, even though you knew Goku wasn't going to get perilously or unceremoniously killed, right? You kind of could tell that him being on the back foot, you're kind of at the edge of your seat waiting to see how he comes out of that situation. In this show, you never had that leaning forward. Like, it and was I think, never I think it, tense. I'm just, that's what I'm saying, though. Yeah, like, yeah. I think if you watched Goku as, or Dragon Ball Z as an adult, you would not feel as like, you know, face against the screen, ready for to rock and roll. But there's still something different there, right? Like you're right. They're it's both a better show. Infinitely, infinitely you care right. about the characters. That, That's and, the and biggest question. It's what you said. You you felt detached from these characters. So even if Yuri was on the back foot, you wouldn't have even cared. Like even if it was a genuine perilous situation, they didn't write this show in a way that made me feel like I cared about Yuri. Like. She didn't see. She was bland at best. I mean, there's plenty of characters I liked more than her. Okay, like, like her yeah. brother was cooler by a bajillion percent. Uh, Aikawa Rika, was way cooler. Rika was was his name. Rika. Was yeah, his Rika name? Hanjo is Rika her Hanjo was he was he was cool, and I I actually kind of liked them. I'd I'd rather have followed him hundred percent because you don't know how much longer he's been there. Right. He had a much more robust history. And I think they kind of disservice themselves by not giving us maybe like a half an episode about her in the real world because we, we we open the show with her just boom we're on top of a high rise with her calling her brother and we're like wait, wait, wait hold on a second we don't know anything about this chick why would we care that she's about to get beat up by this mask guy why would we care about that and for me that was like I I, I don't have any hook in this character but Rika. As someone who's been there longer, and the situation he's in later in the show seem way more engaging than anything that Yuri could pull up. Yeah, like, but I think the biggest question is, right, like, why were the phones working? Yeah, that's a good point. Like, how are the satellites still <laughs> pinging? I'm just, yeah. you know. How, how, yeah, and the, you're right, because <laughs> the smartphone aspect of this was a very much a big component in this show. Communication was key, and how did they do that? Smartphones, but they never explained why smartphones actually worked in this microcosm of a universe. I think that's the problem. They didn't explain a lot of things. They didn't explain anything. Yeah. And, and they, they had a Tower of God style mystery, but they do not do the care to actually show us that there are things behind the scenes because you feel that when random, uh, like, I don't know, aspects of the world would pop up mask powers smartphones working none of this was explained but it was just contrived for the plot to continue and that felt cheap as fuck yeah i don't know man like another look. thing that i thought was really bad is 
uh, Yuri is like um expert marksman and guns are like illegal in Japan. How did she ever learn how, how to shoot? How the fuck would shoot? she have been able to make that work, right? Like, like it just seems two. like that should be like, hey, uh, by the way, she moved to fucking Norway and hunted her whole life. <laughs> she was hunting bears for funsies. Or like hunting freaking peregrine falcons flying out of the sky at 260 miles yeah, per hour. She's like absolute sniping them out of the air. Yeah, you're right. Like, And that's the thing, right? Is episode two, she was good enough of a marksman from down the hall to snipe with a handgun another handgun out of a character's hands. Yeah. How is that even possible? And even she said out loud, like, I guess I'm a natural. And all the audience is probably like, yeah, weird that I guess you are a natural. How the fuck did that happen? <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, I guess I'm a natural. Yeah, I'm I guess the best, I'm a natural at best shooter play. of all time. Yeah, I'm literally Wild Wild West, fastest guns in the West. Like, I, I again, another issue... Um. There's like some details that they take very seriously occasionally and then they've completely give no shits about for the rest of the show. You got an example queued up in your brain? Yeah. So yeah. the first couple episodes, they care about the amount of ammo guns have. Yes. They and actually they don't use give that. a flying fuck ever since that. They use that as a plot device, right? Right. They're like, that, you know, Mayuko threw the gun at her and knowing that she had a spare magazine in on her person and then. That made, like you said, the audience be like, okay, ammo is scarce, guns are rare, this is not a common thing, and then you get to the later bits, and everyone's got a gun or a weapon, and they don't even think about ammo, They she never picks it up anywhere, she just has it. And, and she's just out there blasting, she's bro. She's just blasting she, she fires more in, like, episode five or six than, they, than she did, in, that insinuated in the first four episodes. Yeah. And they were so concerned, like, I... Like they made sure that they uh, used her big brain wrinkle galaxy stuff because she counted her bullets right for that with that six shooter. Yeah. And I shot five. I got once I got one more. Oh, shit. This is a police weapon. And I know they're made shoddy to an audience member. You think, oh, wow. Not only does ammo matter and people counting that shit because it's rare. That would be a good mechanic. Also, that it's a police gun and it's not built well. So maybe the quality of the gun matters in this world. But then they just fucking scrapped that entire thing. That's so upsetting to me because they had the good game going. Yeah, I mean, I thought there was some compelling pieces that they just completely forgot about for seemingly no reason, right? I think right. maybe maybe the problem, right, is like... To me, don't even write something like that into your show if you don't care about it in the future, because I think it does feel like even worse, right? When you're like, okay, so we cared about finding food. Yeah. Right? Like, this was a survival game originally, right? Like, yeah, of uh, course. Yeah. Like, survive, Like, you know? finding provisions was a big deal. She was hungry at the beginning and then found provisions, and that was compelling. That was a really cool way to play that. Like, some buildings have provisions at the top. That would be a really good thing to play on. Like you have to make it. To the, you're literally starving and you have to get to the top to, to eat. Right. That's a really cool mechanic in this world. But they fucking scrap that, too. They don't even they don't even care. Yeah. And then I think one issue that one another issue I mean is there was in some buildings, there was like a pretty elaborate in, internals that included yeah. like sleeping yeah. rooms, bathrooms, all these things that angels could access that that bad or whatever you want to call these people are. Yeah, right. God candidates could access. Sure, yeah. And then that also seems to like just randomly fluctuate. They give no explanation like why don't you just try to go to the the ground? They they 
they do a little effort to show that you can't go down. If you go into any building, you can only go up. That's they they show that it's blocked off with cement. I don't know, but that they do show that that you. I mean, can't that's go, retarded because there's multiple scenarios when they do go down. They have to right. They like jump out of a off a roof into a like building below. <laughs> yeah, actually, the one of the later like one of the last two episodes they use that as a action mechanic. Right, of someone dropping seven stories to go down, and if that was always the case, why don't you just go all the way down, right? Why don't you just go down to the floor, like ground floor? Why don't you do that? But they never, they, again, every beat of this show is contrived to make it feel like they're telling a certain perilous story, yeah. but it never felt perilous. None of this felt perilous. It was very strange for a show to feel like they want to be the death game of it all. But they never took the time to make the death game feel like it was deadly. It was it was it was a a cushy death game, if you will. Yeah, it was weird. Um, and, and I want I want to get to the heart of why this death game's motive was also very weird. The god candidate bullshit, right? So we didn't find out about these god candidates till maybe like midway through the season. And yeah, it was like episode seven or six that the powers that be wanted a uh, a candidate to become a quote-unquote perfect god that would either uh, reign this world into peace or let it over loose to chaos. And it, again, they never said that up top. They never said it in a compelling way. It just kind of became a thing in the middle of the season. I'm assuming that was not something that you enjoyed because that was one of my biggest gripes, that this felt weirdly contrived. I liked it compared to no information. I guess that's fair, but like, I guess no information would still have made it felt more mysterious, right? Like, if you had no info, like, why the fuck am I here all the way through the season? That would and be the worst experience of my entire life. This would be a one out of ten easily. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have hated it as much. Like, that's crazy. Like, why? Because that, that seems no that, seem, that seems realistic. Like, you're dropped into this world. Why the hell would you have any details early? Right. You're just fucking here. She and didn't until halfway through when people who have been there longer had the had the information. But I think it's it's it was her somehow being sucked into that system the moment we learned about it. I was like, oh, like if the end of the season ended with her becoming a God candidate, I would have been more favorable to that. But she became a God candidate like the episode after she found out about God candidates. Yeah. Like it felt just. It, it, like the worst shonen progression ever like the information you're given then you then you're suddenly like the best of all of that like and she seems like she's probably the best god candidate that exists except for kuno i hated her character i hated kuno. I, mean, I hated all like this is easily the one of the weakest character casts in in the history it of was. anime yeah so, but I uh, agree. Kuno was really, or whatever, fuck her name. It was, was. Kuno Kuom Sh Kuom Shinazawi Shinazai Shinazaki Shinazaki Shinazaki. And so these god candidates, they only become such after putting on a certain type of mask. Masks in this world are very important, and their expression of those masks dictate what they are to uh the lore of this world happy masks are angels they answer to god candidates sad or angry masks 
are guardian angels that apparently are trying to stop God candidates from happening. And emotionless masks with no mouth, if you can find one, that is the most powerful mask in the game. Because if you put that on, you become a God candidate and you get some pretty wild powers, frankly. Um, But they wrote it in such a way that your powers are buried in your memories and you can't access them immediately or at all. Some of them are not compatible with you, but others are easily accessible depending on your personality. And again, contrived as fuck. They just can show up when the plot demands it. And I hated that. That's not cool. I don't know, man. Like it, it, it everything felt like it was in service. Like you had a guy behind the you screen. You ever watched the show Chuck? Yes, I have watched Chuck. So it's sort of like that where he downloads this program to become this basically like super spy. Yeah, right. And that those skills only come up when they genuinely are needed. Yeah, right. So like, I guess I didn't hate that aspect of it. Okay. What I hated was like, there's no reason anyone would put on a mask in this world. Seeing all these like psychopaths with masks trying to get them to commit suicide. They actively have made a lot of effort to make masks seem really not cool. Right. right? Yeah, right. And like, it, it feels like um did you watch <laughs> I mean <laughs> this is me, the dude. best me, way dude. to do these hit kinds me, of things yeah, right, because they're right. just like such garbage shows that this you gotta like, like this they, felt like it pulled from a lot of other shit, right? Yeah. Like everything under the sun, right? Yeah, like like right. there was not a single like original idea amongst these there things. There wasn't. You could pull from any other Bird work of Box. Fiction. Do you remember Bird Box? Yeah. The Netflix movie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was like those fanatics that could look at the thing. Yes. But but still be like, you know, relatively okay, just crazy. Sure. And they would go find people who haven't looked at it and make them look at it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that. it felt like masks were. Like, yeah, this is a, a mask. That's a good way to put it. Look yeah. at my effing mask. Just you know? put on my goddamn mask yeah. and become one of me. Yeah. Become a me, please. Thank you. But yeah, that's a, that's a good way to put it is that this world, people are actively trying to get other people to put on the masks, but this, the, the masks would give you superhuman abilities, but you are subject to what is called the command, which is kind of the overarching game master of this world. And if you put on a mask, you're kind of also subject to these God candidates. So putting on a mask in any respect was famously, historically, not a cool thing to do. And yet they were telling them, yeah, you have to go find the one without a mouth. Like that's cool. I, I guess in that respect, I didn't mind that aspect of it. Like you were seeking out a very specific item in this world. That's cool. In a high-rise world, that's pretty <laughs> rad. But the way they portrayed like, it was not fun. Like, imagine if they put, like, loot levels for everything. Yes. That yeah. makes this way more interesting, way more fun, right? Like, she starts off with a, you know... A, a white mask and you have a silver mask and you somehow... Or no, like to, a common gun. Yes. And then she finds a gold gun, you know, gold-level gun. Just, yeah, like, right. follow any system. Who gives a shit? Yeah, and that's what this, this whole show lacked. It was a show that... The genre dictates some kind of class system. Like, think of Darwin's game, right? There were certain powers that had a better class than others. Yeah. Gleitnir had better boons than others, right? Rarities was a thing. Like, remember that remember that big fight between the main character and the guy in the woods where like you're a rare like I am. Yeah. Who's more rare? That at least had a loose system where you can kind of gauge who's what. This had none of that. 
I had none of that. And all of the people who were God candidates, their powers were so on the nose contrived that like they just showed up when they were purpose driven. Think of the doctor God, the surgeon who just happened to get a power in the middle of nowhere and was like, oh, this could be really useful. You can stop angels for one second from moving. You can cause paralysis for one second. Yeah. That concept at face value is cool in another setting. But in this setting, they just made it so unappealing. Just it, it, it felt so benign, so bland, so blasé. So other B word that I don't have on deck right now. <laughs> but uh, so bullshit. <laughs> some, some bullshit. There's some real bullshit, honestly. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of what you said. I think that this show, you can point to every trope, every character, Every beat was from something else. This felt like a cash grab by a Netflix board of writers. I know this was probably a manga or light novel prior, and no disrespect to those who probably liked that original source material, but the way they portrayed it in the anime, it just it felt so, I don't know, vanilla. It yeah. was not fun. There's no fun in this. So, you know, I wanted to think, how do we fix this show? I like that. How do you fix this? And to me, I think you do it in a way that's not really unlike kind of what we're talking about. You pull from other like genres and other stuff like that. I, I see where your head's at. Okay. I think what would be cool is if this world was like a rift that people know about and they know you can go Ooh. in there. But once you go in there, of course, you lose your memories. You do all that stuff, right? Kind of like a solo leveling gate system where, but if you enter, if you go beyond the threshold, you, you're now kind of like, where am I? Right. I was thinking more like uh, Annihilation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where it's like this rift that just appeared. And scientists on the outside are studying it, but right. people on the inside are participants. So they're sending in like, I don't know, let's just say like... Marines or Green Berets. like, or, And they've all not, not come back. Or in this case, they sent in like, seems like pretty bad people generally. So criminals, essentially. Yeah. Like people who because are like why, prisoners. Like... Why is Yuri so effing good at shooting people? Yeah, right. If she were, I don't know, like a triple homicide. Yes. Like, like she is like a deranged, like yandere kind of chick. Yes. Right? And she already had that skill set, but was sent in to do this. That would be fucking engaging. Right. But then, because one, if we're talking about narrative themes, the theme was the, you know, the uh, complexity of taking life in certain situations, right? What does it mean to take a life? And that's a common trope. But like you said, if you had a criminal go in with no memories, but all the skills and have to recontemplate what it means to take a life, that is engaging character development because they don't have their old psychopathic tendencies, but they have their psychopathic skills and the ability to flip off their care for humanity. They can just like, I don't give a shit about you anymore. Yeah, I Why mean, can I do that? Why can I do this? Right. I like that. That's a really cool way to play that. I just think it'd be more fun, right? And then maybe like, say the Japanese government offered 200 billion yen for right. whoever goes in and can figure out. And come like, back out, right. Come back out and figure out what's going on. And the only way to come back out is to like complete the game, so to speak, become the god candidate, the actual god. And there, there is one character in the show that I really like because I think it actually exemplified what you're talking about, and that's Sniper Mask. Yeah. He, like, when you put on the masks, you do lose a lot of your memory, and that's, that is an important plot element in this show, 
For everyone else, it felt benign and bullshit. But for Sniper Mask, this was actually kind of compelling in one of the highlights of this show, where he seemed to be a friend of one of the main characters, Rika, the brother of Yuri, our main character. And as the mask, he had a crack in his mask, and he was starting to have his own psyche come back. And he, as he, and he was a good sniper, like he was a good uh, player in this game. And he was starting to come back, and that was very compelling. It's like, why am I here? What am I doing here? Who do I know? And what was my past? That was a shining moment in a in a sea of mediocrity in this show. But it plays to what you're talking about. You can use the masks as that exact component, right? I didn't like the like damaged mask or the you know whatever they call the they called the one that basically didn't work defective yeah defective defective mask mask, like again just put a lot of different masks in the game that do different things and this is a way more interesting show they if you had seven to to eight different types of masks you had a type system and they had to figure it out per like trial and error this becomes actually decent like you you would learn about the supernatural abilities you gain per mask type and you go to try to find that mask because like our group lacks a gunner but if a certain type of mask makes you a expert marksman, then you go find that mask right. and put it on somebody. But the trade-off, the risk-reward is you lose your memories, but you become what we need you to be to survive. Right. That is a very compelling concept. I like that. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there are a bunch of ways to make this show better. Like, way, way better. And Because well, I almost feel like it's, it's like gate. You take this like ooh, yeah. ridiculous you know, underachieving for some unknown reason, officer, you put him through the gate and then he just like absolutely demolishes this world. Yeah. And uh, again, they, they broached the topic of certain really good ideas, but they never explored any of them in service of being this weird Ishi harem shit. I think the Kuno chick who had the ability to essentially fire off that railgun yeah. system. And I wanted to bring that up for a second because it was as if, Someone went one step beyond a Deus Ex Machina. They literally set up a Deus Ex Machina early, but then never fired it until the very end, which was really fucked because like at any point she can fire off this literally like like a city level weapon at any point. It she didn't show any restraint to be able to say, I can't do this. She literally can go on her smartphone and go blip and then fire off this like satellite level weapon at yeah. anybody and they only did it twice in this entire show what the fuck was that well, i think i was upset by that <laughs> her her thing is she wanted to complete this game and finish the game by piece so if you're launching rail guns every five seconds it doesn't really match with it that does, it does not comply i understand but i also don't think that um, Yuri, our main characters, she says it's the same thing. I want to finish this game through peace, and she kills like 40, 50, 60,000 people with basically. apparently unlimited ammo, dual wield handguns. I'm just like, saying, yeah, like, no, I feel there's, you. Right? There's something that's not adding up here, <laughs> right? Because that's that's and that's the crux of this whole show. Nothing adds up because they didn't want it to, they wanted everything to just be in the moment they wanted it to, like. We cared about ammo. We don't give a shit about ammo. We cared about masks. Now we don't care about masks, right? They don't want to care when it's convenient, but they only make it work when yeah, it's mean, narratively appropriate, right? It's it's bad. It's rough. This show. Uh, this show is rough, man. 
And you know, I, I, gotta I say, was thinking of titles, like, what could we call this? Like, you know, Masterclass and the Worst Characters, you know, or... This is, this is, like... How Not to Do Deus Ex Machina's, The like, fluffiest death game. Like, it really <laughs> was. It felt fluffy. Like, this death game felt... I never felt like I was at the edge of my seat, like, oh, shit, they're in trouble. I legitimately felt zero tension throughout. No, there was no tension. And for a show that is built off of a paradigm like Darwin's game, where Darwin's game, just by sheer merit of what it was, had so much fucking tension. Were there problems in Darwin's game? Yeah, of course there were. But, like, a death game show... Yeah, but in episode one, his friend gets literally deleted off the face of the planet. Right. And And you're like, oh, shit. An invisible mascot with a fucking butcher's knife. That, like, you shouldn't have to try for tension in a death game. And somehow, this show, being a death game, went out of its way to be not tensiony. How did that happen? Like, I felt like that took effort to not be tensiony, and I think I have a theory why. It's because of the studio. And I know it sounds bad, but that studio is good at Ichi, slice of life, harem, romance shows. And they took on a genre that was not in their wheelhouse. Yeah. All this Ichi shit, the 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 fan service, it was aberrant. It was uh, it was jarring. It was everywhere. So I don't know. Maybe maybe that was <laughs> it really part, was terrible. Maybe that was part of it for me. Where like there were moments that should have actually felt tensiony, but I got an upskirt shot instead. I think there was more penny shots per like five minutes than, than kills. Yeah, in a death game show. How weird is that? Right. I don't know, man. I just, you know, it makes you question, like, what were these guys really going for, right? Like you're saying, because this, I don't think a survival game or, you know, anything like that storyline is really that difficult to write. Like, there's mechanics no. out there. Look across the world. There's tons of interesting stories. Yeah, for there's, sure. There's, like, big time movies that do this, like, fine you know, there's lots of Maze like Runner, interesting Hunter things. Games, like it's all there. Like and the hunt, like even yeah, you, more recently. Yes, but there's exactly. plenty you, of sh- movies that you could take stuff from. This exact genre builds itself. What makes you stand out is how you make compelling character stories yes. within a death game story. They went out of their way to make really benign characters in a genre that needs a strong character arc, right? Because the death game part is not a problem. So I think, but for that's what I'm saying. But yeah. for this, it absolutely was a problem. This it was, was easily the worst possible um, version of a death game I can think of. Yes, it, we it don't was, know why anything's happening. We never get any types of conclusions, and we hate all the characters. Yeah, and, the, and I think the last point is the most striking in a death game scenario. It's it's almost like a shonen tournament arc where you get to see not just the really cool powers and fights and stuff like that. But a good character arc in a shonen uh, tournament situation, aka think of like the sports festival in My Hero. Yeah, one of the most exemplary tournament arcs ever, or like the Yu Yu Hakusho demon uh, tournament arc, like dark tournament, dark tournament. Yeah, like that's it. that's a place where characters can shine. But if you don't have characters that shine on their own at all, and you put them in a death game situation. You have a shit tournament arc. You have a shit death game story, but you also have shit characters. Those characters either elevate a death game or make it so negative that you have a worse show as a result. Right. Like, like a death game is neutral. You can have neutral characters and it still be a pretty solid death game show. 
but they went out of their way to make this even worse than that. So I guess this speaks volumes about the death game or the kind of... Uh, I mean, I'll say human- etchy death game do not mix well. Uh, the only one that I ever, I think that ever got any notoriety was High School of the Dead. Right. That wasn't even a death game. That was just more a perilous situation, right? I mean, it's just like apocalyptic yeah, scenario, right, right. right? What are you going to do? Yeah, death game shows require strong characters. And, and I would say generally, like, seriousness. Like, yeah, right. It felt like, especially our main character, Yuri, was like too happy-go-lucky, like 90% of the show. And then when when something bad happened or something she didn't like, she'd like turn into like demon gone. Weird, right? She yeah. felt like gone to me, but gone's obviously story is a bajillion times better. Yeah, of course. But it was like that happy go lucky kid that can also just get like ridiculously serious for seemingly you know certain reasons. I think the difference between gone and Yuri in this case, obviously numerous and numerous differences. Boobs, but yeah, yeah, boobs. You're right. I don't know. I don't know how you knew I was going to say that, but yeah, you're <laughs> right. But in any case. Gone, like his seriousness from his happy go to yeah, he needed more panty shots. I he needed way more panty shots. That's what it was. I don't know how you knew I was going to say that, but you're right. They're just like just panty shots. That's what it was. It's like those things, those the concepts that you just like know, you know. Yeah, of course. Like (laughs) when when it's not there, you're like, what am I missing? Panties. That's it, right there. But no, Gone's was his. He had a very happy go lucky, optimistic view of the world. That the world itself shattered in him, right? Mm-hmm. The world presented contrary proof of the way the world from Gon's eye should be. And when it snapped, so did he. In this show, Yuri snapped long before that happened. Like she just like would flip the switch in reaction to that stuff. Like in the face of a mask, she would go from, why are you trying to kill each other to, okay, I'm going to kill you now. Like, whoa, whoa, hold on a second. Just a second ago, you're on your brother, you're on the phone with your brother crying. You, yeah, it is jarring. It was, it was a jarring because it didn't feel natural. She didn't react to the world showing her anything negative. She just became a negative and hardened character when it felt convenient, right? But I, I think that what how this show could be fixed maybe it was a little bit of backstory. Give me like three fourths of the first episode, her being happy go lucky, her life was good, and then she dropped into this. That would have at least given me some credence to say. She's normally happy-go-lucky. She's now dropped in this brand new world. Now her reaction to becoming hardened would feel a little more real to yeah. me, right? And I think the 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 speed at which she acclimated to this world is a little jarring as well. She just suddenly became because Rika told her, "Hey, you're stronger and more confident than you think you are." Oh, I guess I am. Suddenly, I'm a hardened killer. That's not engaging to anybody that's not realistic to anybody i don't know there there was no backing to prove that she would have been able to make this work but they just yeah it's convenient so let's fucking do it right yeah i mean i mean this show is just all all in all i think very boring so why did netflix pick it up why what that that's my that was the one thing i want like boobs boobs yeah seriously that it's 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 as if an entire like room of C-level uh, executives at Netflix. They're on the Netflix kick with anime and they're like, okay, what do we get to get people watching? All right. Well, because think about it. Every chick in the show had massive rack. Oh no, everybody had a massive rack. Like, and there was one chick in over a dozen, I counted, there was like 14 women characters in this show 
and all 13 out of 14 had skirts. And why do you think that is, Ethan? Panties. Easy. Easy money. I mean, I mean, yeah. The one chick in the 73 shirt, the one who had, and she had a tie off at the bottom of that shirt. She had jeans on. I can't remember her name. No one did because no one gives a fuck about these characters. Right. At all. But every other every other woman in this show had a skirt from the pink mask chick to our main character and everybody in between. They all had skirts because whenever it was convenient, they'd show the fucking panties. And that like there are even moments where they like actually had a character comment on the panties. Multiple. Kuno basically said <gasps> it's striped panties. It's striped, it's striped panties, right? I was like, what the fuck? This is so yeah. weird. All right. I gotta ask though. Of all of these characters. No, no, no. And then the next scene. Okay. The next scene, fucking uh, Yuri comes down from the ceiling over Mayako, and she goes, those are Mayako's panties. Your mic just turned off. Oh, did it really? No, I don't think so. I'm still, I'm still recording. Oh, okay. I'll cut it out. Keep going. Um, <laughs> yeah, she says, oh, it's Mayako's white panties. Like, that's how she literally knows her. That's right. It was, it was absolutely disgusting. Yes. Frankly. That she knew her by the panties and i mean it's a, it, at that point it's like they're making a joke of themselves yeah right and, and i can't tell if i do want to mention one last thing before we start rating and stuff yeah, there was yeah. one scene with the super like she looked like a officer angel yeah. like yeah. super bad hot girl but that, w- that was the pink hair chick right yeah 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 she uh, goes you or something like that i don't know i don't know she yeah. goes angels don't kill humans we yes. just we just force them to go kill themselves or something, right? Oh yeah, so they they don't they drive them to despair to the point of suicide. But yes, swimmer guy like massive jacked bro literally broke a chick's neck. No, no, no. no. Well, yeah, but yeah, he brings her like some little snivelly little douchebag. Says, "Oops, I don't have an angel kid on me," and she kills him right there. Oh, you're right. So, yeah. do you kill him or not? Right. It's it's a show. For, it's like literally Iraqi forgets that they set up these rules and then they break them literally all the time. Thank you for putting it that way. Death games are a show as a genre that are defined by the rules they set and how they maybe can cleverly break them, right? But this show breaks those rules out of convenience, not out of plot. Yeah. They just randomly will break them when it makes sense for what's on screen. And that makes it really kind of jarring. Like you'll jump from scene to scene that last episode, they said angels only drive people to suicide, but then they literally like swimmer in a later, later episode, literally mangled a guy's body to death and then snapped a human's neck. Yeah. And out of, out of a whim, like it was just like, oops, accidentally. What the fuck? You just told me the rules of this world were bro- this uh, like that you don't kill people, but then you just fucking did it because it's what the scene dictated in your own mind. Like I don't know, it's just they didn't hold to anything they put they set up. Like they set up a whole structure and they broke it down. Because like weird. even masks, like their kind of overall ideal, not ideals, but like what their role was in the story was so vague to me because they they haven't explained it. And they, I don't think they ever will because I'm pretty sure Netflix is going to drop this fucking show. I mean, they're, they're going to, they're going to. I'll drop write them show. if they don't. They have I really to. will. Like literally, the last shot in season one was a visual shot for shot, beat for beat Darwin's game. Like 
it was Yuri on top of a high rise building in a pink. And, and everyone's looking up at her panties. Yes. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> no, no. And that's, that's real pink to blue sunset. I'm not going to win this game. I'm going to destroy the world just like the Darwin's game MC said. And she has her whole squad behind her and she holds hands with her bay, AKA Makuyo and or Mayuko. And that's the same thing that happens in Darwin's game. And I think it happens similar in Gleibnir. And Gleibnir is an interesting comparison because they did Ichi well, I think. It was left field. Sure, it was a little jarring, but in a much more engaging way, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, felt, it felt like like her getting inside of his mascot suit naked was left field enough where the Ichi was like, I can at least understand this in the world, right? I would say it felt like the characters themselves were actually horny. Yeah. Versus like the people drawing and writing the 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 scene direction were horny. That's a really good way to put it. In this show, yeah. Like, no, the honestly, Gleitnir I think that ri- makes a huge difference. Gleitnir, yeah, everyone felt a little hornier. But in this one, everyone making the show yes. was horny as fuck. And they wanted to see the panty shots. They wrote it. They wrote oh. the Ichi for themselves, not for the narrative. Exactly. Where Gleitnir was, it, it like... The Ichi was because of its weirdness, and we were okay with that. And that was that made it kind of unique. And you're like, it, it kind of hot. It, <laughs> little, <laughs> it got peed inside of me. Not a problem, I guess, because it's narratively like she tight. was joking. No, no, hundred percent. What? She was joking. She didn't actually pee in them. Did she not? Well, that she show goes down. That them. show goes down to a seven for me, buddy. <laughs> it doesn't get that eight and a half like I used to that have. Golden it. shower. I want that. If the golden shower's fake, I don't want any part of it. <laughs> I want it. But in speaking of ratings, we got to do it to him. We got to do the whole thing. Sorry, just to circle back. You want a golden shower inside of me? Yes. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Well, as long as I have a zipper on my back, then yeah, everything's cool. But <laughs> oh I don't. Oh my god. Yeah, I need those. I need that power. I need that suit. And then, then yes, a little, a little inside golden shower, not a problem. Ooh, All right, yeah. y'all. Uh, this is a lot more insight than I was looking to get today. Yeah, welcome back to the last episode of Weebology. <laughs> We're done now, I guess. <laughs> we can't show our faces again. But yeah, we have to do it to him, Ethan. What is the rating you give this show? And I think this is going to be a bad one. Yeah, I mean, so the 74 or whatever they chose is ridiculous. I think it was like a 67. On, on yeah, Mal, I mean that's also already ridiculous. already very high. I have an, I, have I a, would give this like maybe like a fifty-seven. I was gonna say fifty-two. Yeah, fifty-two. I don't know if it'd go below a fifty because that's getting into true worst of weeb territory. At least there was a through line in this one, and I think that's my. If it's got a fifty or higher, it has a a story I can follow. I can hate it, but at least I can follow it. Right? right? Yeah. So, and but, I think this is, you know, this is a scenario where, you know, the 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 real worst of weebs, like you're saying, exa- yeah, are right. disjointed. They're random to the point and where like, you can't even follow the plot. Like the like, three like actors might be able to, but it's like this is, like these are disconnected events. Frankly, yes. yeah, right, and the, it makes the, no sense. The three act concept doesn't even apply to some of these worst of weebs. At least you, but can like kind I of- said earlier, this does not meet the requisite three. No. For the, you know. Yeah, you're uh, right. You're 100% right. Like, the religion of three, this does not no, fall you, into that. You you could watch all 12 and you're still like, where where is the plot? Where Where is the big sticking point? Where you, is my mind? Where is where my mind? Where is my mind? <laughs> I, I, that's Shout thing. out Pixies. Shout out Pixies, baby. But like, uh, and here's the thing, right? Is that 
even at the end of your 12, you still don't get the answers that are purpose-driven. Yeah. And the ones they set up, the ones they even set up to answer, because there is a, and I wanted to say this before we ended everything, that there is a narrative tool of obscuring details away from you. Maiden Abyss did it, Tower of God did it, and it's not for everybody, but you, if, you, if done right, you can at least acknowledge the, the merits of having it in your show. You're showing me a slice of a world that already feels robust and fleshed out, but I'm not getting everything. This world is not only obscured for me, but it's clearly not fleshed out. And they're only giving me details when it's pertinent. So yeah, maybe even four seasons from now, you'd probably not get the answers. You probably needed an episode, I don't know, three, Yeah, <laughs> which is fucked, right? So do we recommend this show? No, don't watch this show. Who is this for, Ethan? If you were to pick someone this show... If you're if you're a fan of Ichi and harem stuff, this might be for you. But I couldn't I even comment to be no, honest. And I think even if someone were a fan of like a veteran harem Ichi kind of person, you would still find a lot of problems with this shit. Right. right? I mean, it's just bad. This just isn't good. If you want harem, go watch Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon. Like, go do that shit. Hundred percent. Yeah. Go watch. There's it's actually a serviceable harem show. Yeah. Like that. That harem is fine. This this harem show, this romance and Ichi show, it's not for. It's not. Or eighth son. Are you kidding? Me? Yeah. Go watch that shit. I guess. I don't know, man. Or wise man's <laughs> grand husband. I don't know. Go fucking watch that one. I don't know. But. Thank you for coming to class, y'all. I know this. Hey, you know what? They can't all be winners. And we got to evaluate why. Because this this one was a top 10 on Netflix for a hot minute, which which shocks me to my core now. Well, I mean, you you pushed, they pushed the shit out of the show, so right. it's going to happen. You have to watch it. You got to. I mean, it's kind it. of funny, like the way that these algorithms work, right? Like you can force anything to be top 10 if you really like brute force it as Netflix. That's a good point. Because I, also like, how do they even dis- decide what is top 10? Is I it literally just a list they put up or is it based on the amount of users that have actually watched it? I think it's clicks, not ratings. Okay. Like, click what? First episode yeah, or probably. watch time? I, I think it's genuinely like if you watch the entirety of the first episode, then it's, it, it's counting as a watch so if you have uh, uh that number then you're a top 10 i guess i don't know like but but you're i think you're right like there is something wrong with the way they do top 10s because this got number nine for two weeks straight <laughs> after looking at it and i'm like there's no fucking way anyone gave this so it's got to be watches not ratings for sure that's what i'm thinking yeah but again thank you for coming to class thank you for watching us clown on it we they can't all be winners but that's what we're here for to give you the good and to give you the bad, but also give you the why. But I think it, we fixed it in the middle. We I think we did. It. I think we did fix it. Yeah, there's a there's a bunch of ways this show could have gone that would have actually been engaging, but they took none of those paths and decided uh, destruction instead. Right. Personal personal aberrations of themselves, abominations, if you will. Um, if you want to watch with your eyes and not just your ears, comment over YouTube. Hello, give us a like, comment, subscribe, and a little comment on YouTube. We had a, a Mashoku Tenson. Uh, episode there a couple and we had some really good discourse on that video we had a lot of comments so a lot of comments really yeah. long ones too. yeah and yeah no seriously comment comment on our youtube videos we will respond because we are and definitely uh, ones that did not 
pick up the fact that we had only watched the anime. <laughs> <laughs> They're definitely like the manga is telling you this. So like we. They're like the light novel it. did all these things. We That's why he's such a good character. I'm like, I didn't read the light we, novel. We How can are, I know that? We're an anime podcast. We're an anime podcast. Everyone was not happy that I called him the, like one of the smartest people in the world. They weren't out. I did read those comments they by by merit that. of being a 21st century individual. I guess that doesn't count. We can revisit it because I kind of agree with some of them, but we're, I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave that one there. I think I actually said it in the episode. I said it in the episode. I know. Yeah. I just think it's yeah. it's. I get it. People under- don't understand. Like maybe you wouldn't be able to go, you know, plow a <laughs> field, but you you know more mathematics than than like ninety five percent of the world. That's did true, and they do play to in that. the Middle Ages, yeah, and they do play to that. And for that's sure. what I was trying. I know. To say. I, listen, we're in the lab together. I, I hear know. You. I hear you. They don't hear you. They did hear you, but they also didn't like hear you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, man. Know. But if you want to hear they us, they just need you, to toke more, bro. They just gotta get a little bowl going. Yeah. Just smart, <laughs> spark it up, my dudes. But if you want to hear us with just your ears and not your eyes, go to Apple or Spotify or everywhere in between. All of our links to all of our social medias are inside of the description. And I'm no longer doing the long thing in the middle. But the one thing I will say, if you want to come give us some monetary love, only if you can, patreon.com slash ubology one dollar and up get you into our discord with all of our lovely patreon fans and our past guests if you want to talk to any of them after you listen to our episode with them and you want to say hi they'll say hi back a lot of them a lot of them and if you want to listen to our side content for three dollars and up you can listen to the syllabus sidebar our lo-fi high vibe sometimes anime sometimes not content where we just riff about shit it's been a little light lately i have to admit but But you just came up with a really good concept that we might come out with this coming week. Yeah, we're going to try something new this week. Yeah, I think that'd be a really good concept. And see what happens. Just a little teaser. It might get a little visual. Not just audio. It would be visual, A little little bit of visual. And I also have another idea I want to bring to you after this episode. Okay. But uh, until I can get... Wait, before that, I just want to say, you know, ideally we'll be up on our YouTube content, like putting out more stuff now that I have finished my graduate degree hey congrats buddy thanks so uh, i mean I'm, I'm i can't like guarantee you an exact number out there on youtube every week but i'm i'm thinking significantly Im- improved like uh consistency at least with one series or something like that yeah uh, and it, i will finish cyberpunk yeah we we just been the may and april have been very busy months for yeah. us yeah i've had a project that's absolutely crushed me lately <laughs> he's been creamed it's i've been absolutely creamed and reamed it's not <laughs> a good time but until i can get uncreamed and unreamed yeah i'm ricky <laughs> and i mean and this has been weebology uh, deuces. deuces you know how much work it takes you to get call uncreamed? me master if you want i won't master professor you have to understand i won't do no. <laughs> i said if you want <laughs> but i don't <laughs> i won't feel bad if you do it <laughs> of course you will